0: This show is sponsored by Dunkin' Cold K-Cups. Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. It's convenient and tasty. You brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker. You just brew over ice and you sip them in seconds. You're going to love these Dunkin' Cold K-Cups. Enjoy the bold, smooth Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find Dunkin' Cold Coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, yeah, sure, what's the catch? Well, uh, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. The team here at Literally has tried Mint Mobile out, and this is the review. For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proved to have excellent coverage with no drop calls or unsent
1: texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps
0: online. And bam, done. It was great. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, for just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: Like he passed away and I, I I sit with that. I'm just like, damn, we could have literally hung out with Prince in his element. And we, li- and we were all just like, rather go to bed. Great. When,
0: when people ask you what it's like to star on a successful TV series, that's your story. That's that it. is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Literally with me. Um... Today, Damon Wayans Jr., Damon Wayans is here, super excited. He's got a new show coming out that looks so sick, and I'm kind of jealous that um, I'm not a participant, Um, so I want to talk to him about that and all the other funny stuff he's done. Um, I'm a huge New Girl fan, so anytime I get anybody from New Girl, I love that. Uh, Let's get rolling. Rob, how are you, man? It's good to see you. How are you? Where where are you these days? Where where am I? Where am I catching up with you? So right
1: now I'm in New York, uh, but I live in LA. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. What about you?
0: I'm here in the fabulous Sirius XM studio. I like to do the show from here because it makes me feel more professional. <laughs> right. It's like, oh yeah, this is a real podcast. I, I am. I am here. I am. I am in the studio. I've got my. I feel like Howard Stern almost.
1: Yeah, it, um, it's given Howard Stern feeling it.
0: So so Damon, that's the worst Howard Stern anybody's ever done, by the way. So <laughs> so, so so tell me what, what what was it like? I mean, my wife and kids, you're on that sh- that that would be the, that's the worst Howard Stern anybody's ever done. And, and you're it's not and,
1: terrible. I closed my eyes a little bit. I kind of heard it.
0: And, and and you're welcome. Um <laughs> you're so welcome. I'm super psyched about your new uh you know, people say it's not a game show. It's a contest. It's like a, it's a contestant show. How would you describe, <laughs> what show, how do you describe the genre? Of, of the, this show? Yeah, exactly. Of uh, of the cage. It's, because it, people when people say, well, it's a game show. Eh, no, it isn't. It's not really. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would,
1: I think it's kind of a combination of the two things that I like the most about game shows. Like, you, on one hand, you have the trivia, and then on the, on the other hand, you have the physical challenges. You know, it's kind yeah. of like... Um, It's like yeah, it's like uh, Double Dare. Remember Double Dare? It's kind of like Double Dare, but for grownups. You know, who have
0: debt, they gotta pay off. um, Okay, so I love trivia. Uh, Trivial Pursuit is probably the only game I'm any good at. The rest of it, I suck. What? And trivia can be. I mean, that's such a a broad thing. It can be,
2: you know, super
0: high end smart. It can be super low 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 hanging fruit. I'm assuming it's sort of a mixture.
1: Yeah, it's a mixture. And there's three rounds in the show. So each round gets uh, progressively more difficult. Right. Yeah. And so the trivia... So the the long and short of the show is two teams of two compete uh, to see who can get the most stuff out of this giant cage full of... It's not a cage. It's like a giant room full of prizes. You you got Rolex watches, trips to Antigua, cars... Uh, you know, uh, limited Jordan, limited um, edition Jordans. Like, we had this one pair that was worth like 13 grand. No way. Yeah, man. So it's really cool. There's like some actual legit prizes. Like, you can get some bank uh, raid right in the cage, but the trivia is what gives you the time in the cage. So, for however, however many answers you get correct with the trivia, gives you the certain amount of time. So, say each question. Right is worth three seconds. So if you were to answer ten of those, you get thirty seconds in the cage, before the doors close on you.
0: Oh, so if you get greedy, you get caught yeah. in the cage. Yeah, what?
1: it's really cool. It's really cool seeing how desperate people get and how much how much their plan A goes out of the window once they get in that cage. It's it's a, it's wild.
0: It and okay, so is is it. Are things like on sh- is are is all are all of the prizes in the cage at the same time? So you have to choose: yeah. do I want the Jordans or do I want the trip? And then you have to carry it in your hands and get out, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, there are ways. Like I've seen people like because sometimes there's like a kayak in there or like a <laughs> um, you know like so people throw stuff in the kayak and then we'll drag that out. Um, so you get to grab more, but if you don't grab, if you don't. Um, put it in something, you have to take it out. But you have hand. to
0: you have to remove it. You you don't just yeah, touch it or go, yeah. You, nah.
1: Yeah. You have to you have to come out with it.
0: I would make yeah, sure pretty, I pretty I, wild. I would make sure I competed on that show with a lot of pockets.
1: For sure. People put it in their pockets, they put it in their underwear, which is crazy. Um and I've seen a lot of people just like slam right into that door because they're greedy. They have time, they go and then they see something, they try to double back for it and the door's closed by then. And it is hilarious.
0: Okay, so and and <laughs> once the door's close, I'm assuming that means they don't get anything and they're they're gone, right? That's the end of them.
1: Well, that's the end of that round. So there's three rounds. Okay, so you you don't got have you. time to catch up. Um but whoever gets the most in those three rounds usually wins.
0: Tell me about these Air Jordans.
1: Uh Yeah, man. These are limited I think I think Jordan 1s.
0: So they are, so they're not just, they the original, so they're, yeah. they were, I'm trying to remember because I had them. They, okay. They were either white and red and or red. black. Yeah. Of, white and red. They are white and red.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, man. I, that's that's the one thing that I was like, just, somebody got those and I was just like, see, I would have liked that. You know. Because I, you wouldn't wear them, you just, you just set them up like Foot Locker in your, in your room. You just have them on the, on the wall. Or like a display case that like spins and stuff.
0: If you were to wear them, you would be blown away at how <laughs> rudimentary they are. There's like no arch support. Yeah. There's no nothing. <laughs> I could tell.
1: I was just like, those look like paper mache dude.
0: Yeah, right? Did, yeah. did you get them when they came out? I got them like immediately. And they were hard uh, to get then, by the way, when they came out. Really hard.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I didn't get them. I, but I, you know, I have some sneakerhead friends. I'm a bit of a sneakerhead, but nothing crazy. But they were freaking out when I told them uh, that that was one of the, one of the, um, the potential prizes.
0: Okay, so the sneakerhead thing. How old can one be and still be a sneakerhead without looking insane?
1: That, to me personally, I think that, it doesn't matter what age you are to be a sneakerhead, I think. I think it doesn't matter Like, like because people will, no matter how old you are, will see your shoes. And then it's a conversation starter. It's kind of like, I'm tipping my hat to you. Like, mm-hmm. damn, that dude knows, you know, he knows something. Yeah. And it keeps you hip. It keeps you young. I think it's just, I don't know. It's one of those timeless things. It's like, I, I always, I equate it to stand-up comedy. Like, no matter w- how old anybody is on stage or how young anybody is. It's just what's funny is funny. Right. You know? Right. It's a timeless art. Right. And I think sneakerheads are, I think it's a, a timeless, um, timeless sport as well.
0: Uh, okay. Then um, is there an age where you can no longer skateboard? That's another issue I have. I'm like, I see a dude skating down the street. I, I think unless
1: you're, unless you're really good at a young age, I think picking it up a little later is dangerous because I I used to skate when I was younger and I I've, I've never hurt myself more than when I was skating you know like skateboarding is a is a <laughs> it's a lethal sport i mean it's so much fun like once you 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 land your trick finally right but man, i didn't clip my nuts something
0: crazy yeah and i'm to- and i'm not even necessarily talking about doing all the airs, I'm just like, you're, you're, you're going down the street and there's a guy commuting, oh. commute commu- using it as a proper mode of transportation. I feel oh, like okay. you got to, once you're in your thirties, get a bike. I, yes.
1: Yes. I would, I would, uh, I would advise a bike. Yeah. A bike or even one of those, one of those, uh, segways. Right, yeah like, yeah, do that, yeah, do the Segway. you know that guy who, who invented Segway didn't he die on a Segway? I something think like he, that?
0: I th- yes, he died on, he invented he invented his own death,
1: hysterical man, I mean terrible r i p to him, but
0: can I tell you and,
1: I mean you know knowing that while you're dying, like people are gonna bring this up and roast you for it
0: uh, I've never eaten more shit harder than I did. I got on a Segway. And it was reverse because they reverse really easily. It was reversing and flying and I did not stop it. So I had, to, I had this moment of, do I bail now? It's going really, really fast, but it's only getting faster. I'm eventually yeah. going to wreck. What do I-? it was, it was radical. Those things, I don't get it. They're dangerous to me.
1: Yeah. You're talking about the ones with like the handles or the ones that's just the, it's just the the board.
0: Oh, I would I haven't even tried the one that's just the board. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you kidding me? I, I look at that and go, those people are crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Do you remember then, when they were
0: announced? Do you remember like this? I feel like it was probably like maybe even as far back as like 2001 or 2002. It was like this Nobel Prize winner is about to unveil a mode of transportation. And there was a whole buildup. And I'm like, oh, it's the flying the flying cars here finally. And yeah. it was, And then the curtain drops and it was that. Rinky-dink looking. And I was like, "That's it." I remember it yeah. like it was yesterday. I was like, super disappointed.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I don't. I don't remember the unveiling, but I know if I was preparing for it, if I was there, I would have. I would have booed. I guarantee, if I was there, I'd have been like, "Boo!" No, boo.
0: Where's the flying car? The flying car,
1: like Back to the Future. Promise, bro.
0: Or at least a flying skateboard. Speaking of Back to the Future, How about yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I want. I mean, we couldn't even do that. They they already outlawed, outlawed them. Remember when they outlawed them? Like right, like at the peak of their of their popularity, they were just like the airports were like nope. because they're I smart. People were eating shit.
0: Yeah, didn't didn't wasn't there that huge movie with Kevin James where he all he did was run around a oh, mall? Wasn't that, block, wasn't the segue God. the whole point of it? <laughs> yes. Paul Blart Malkop, man. That was,
1: I remember, I saw that in the theaters,
0: dude. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> that there was, there once was a time where you would go to a movie theater to see Paul Blart Mall Cop? Uh, yeah.
1: I was just talking to my dad about how, you know, there's no real like laugh out loud comedies anymore. Like there's going to be at least two generations that have never gone to the theater and just to belly laugh. Like I remember back in the day, you'd go like something about Mary, you went in there and you just laughed from tip to tail. Yep. And like, that just, that's never gonna happen again. Or I don't know if it's ever gonna happen, but it just hasn't happened in a long time. Just going there just to laugh. It was like an exercise. You'd leave, you feel your abs. You know, it was just, I don't know, man. I, I think it's disappointing to me for me to know that. You
0: know. Do you remember the first movie you saw in a theater that was like that, where you where it was just explosive laughter and blew your mind? I, I remember mine. I'm curious to know if you remember the first time you that happened to you. I think,
1: yeah, I think it was something about Mary.
0: That's a great one. about Mary.
1: That's or or Ace Ventura, the first Ace Ventura. Oh, oh my god.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Which one? Which one was yours? This is going way way. I'm I'm a lot older. Young Frankenstein.
1: Young Frankenstein, another. But I mean, I I'm I'm just a fan of all comedy. You know, I I watched uh, Kentucky Fried Movie, Ugh. Airplane, Ugh, dude. These are movies that I can just watch now and still belly laugh.
0: You ever seen a very obscure movie? It was it was kind of a companion piece to Kentucky Fried Movie called The Groove Tube. No, no. See if, see if you can find the Groove Tube because groove because it was tube. that thing of basically. Th- Four mini movies under the banner of one movie, which was Kentucky Fried Movie as well. And I can just remember the one sheet. It's like a gorilla with a TV for a head. But it was definitely, the, can you imagine that those were movies in a movie theater?
1: Oh, and people like paid to go see them and, and
0: just loved
1: them. And I, it's, you know, what was, uh, I haven't seen a movie that made me laugh out loud like that in so long. Like Bridesmaids, freaking This is the End, uh, Step Records, those kind of movies where you're just like, it's just beautiful. You just leave. You got tears in your eyes from laughing. You like quote it over and over again to your with your friends. Aust, all the Austin Powers, shout out you.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, listen, you and I did one. Fair, well, it's not been that recently. We were both in Super Troopers 2. Yes, we were. That was fun. And the reason why I did Super Troopers 2 was because I was such a big
1: fan of Super Troopers 1. Yes! I, I used to... Um, I did... You know, um, uh, Jay, he directs a lot of television. Yeah. And so he and I were just... I was just like quoting the entire movie to him because we. he directed a bunch of happy endings. He directed a bunch of new girls. And so he was like, you want to do a day? He just randomly called me. I was like, yeah, man. Flew out out there, man. It was so much fun. Scott.
0: And- I was, um, we were doing, he was directing, I think, The Grinder. And so between takes, furiously typing away, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Because I'm writing a sequel to Super Troopers. I go, I want to be in that. And he goes, really? So he wrote me, he wrote me the character. And it was, I had the most fun. And there was one day on the set, this is, we're talking about Jay Chandasekhar, who is basically the, the, the lead, the directs and, and writes all the Super Troopers and obviously stars, some, too. And stars in them. Yeah. Um, and he, he, how did it come up? He goes, oh, I know it was a, it was a, um, a scene taking place in a house of prostitution. And (laughs) one of the characters was going to come out with his dick out.
1: Mm -hmm. That's
0: in the, that's in the script. And Jay was like, I got to the set and he was very seriously. I thought there was a problem. Like, he goes, um, Hey, can I, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, Hey, and he puts his arm around me and he walks me away from the Seneca. So the guys and I were, were are talking um, about a, a, a possibility. And, and listen, if you, if you're not, if you're not down with it, that's, that's totally, we, we, we really understand, but that, um, so we have this notion that maybe you might take the penis in your hand and box it. And I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, you don't, you don't need to pussy. You had me at penis in hand. This is a comedy. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, dude. Did you forget who you're talking to? It was, <laughs> but I love, I love the notion that he was like so delicate about it.
1: So shy about it. I was like, so
0: shy. And you just, I'm sure he was so relieved and excited when you were like, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, dude, do you not know that we're making Super Troopers? This is what you, what you signed up for. And that movie, they had like the fans paid for it was it mm. right
1: yeah which is crazy because I mean, I mean i looked at the metrics and i was just like how is the studio not just putting money up for this cuz this is uh you know the first one made you guys some money and i saw that in theaters man i saw i used to see all the comedies in theaters like even ones that i was i was like apprehensive about i'd go see them anyways
0: it's just i mean i hope it turns around uh, I, I think it
1: will i think i think what's happening i think what the danger was initially was was the the Marvel movies became funny. And so people were like, we don't need comedies anymore, really, because we're checking all the boxes and we're making all this money. But I think as people get tired of superhero movies, I think comedy is going to come back, you know, like ex- exclusive comedies, you know, like those mid range 15 million, yeah. maybe 30, the rush hours kind, you know what I mean? Those uh, kind need to come back.
0: You know what else were great were those, I love those movies that, they're they're comedies, but they're also super gnarly. Like, when was the last time you looked at 48 Hours with Eddie? Yes.
1: I saw 48 Hours, I think, like the year before the pandemic. I watched it again. And uh, yeah, it's totally strange. You know, those are those movies where you're like, the danger's real. The bad guys are not messing around. They're not doing jokes. It's just Eddie being funny, and everybody else is like, "Why is this guy ridiculous?"
0: It's unbelievable. It's the. It's unbelievable. I remember seeing that in the theater, and the opening shootout Mm -hmm. is so intense. I mean, it's like a It's like a Michael Mann movie. It's like heat, and then yet it's this Eddie Murphy groundbreaking comedic performance.
1: Yeah, but how do you like? How do you bring that back? Like, do you have to bring those type of directors back? Because I don't even know who's equipped to well, to, to
0: ride that tone. Anyway. By the way, that director, um, Walter Hill, not a comedy director ever. Yeah. I mean, See? not a not a comic sensibility to be found anywhere in his great body of work.
1: Mm.
0: Great, you know, he's a rough hewn, old school man's man Western, you know, old school director that that are not really around anymore it's like you would think watching it he, he it was some hybrid guy who got both and but he pulled he pulled it off it's that movie is so underrated it's really amazing yeah, it
1: really i really love 48 hours There was another movie that i saw that was i think uh a buddy of mine we were thinking of trying to remake it <sighs> what was that movie uh, you're not going to remember it. But basically, there's these two, there's like these two cops. They both have like little shorts on and they like, it's like an 80s movie. Oh, yeah, it, one, black, one black guy, one, um, I think a white guy. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking were about? Were they bicycle cops? They might have
0: been. It's funny because I've been wanting to do butt tight, butt short, like Laker era, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, butt short cop movie. Malibu cops or are they just don't even
1: address it you're just like you guys have uh you just have little shorts and like yes I mean, that's just it is what it is yeah. running scared
0: I think is it running scared oh maybe that is that's uh, that's Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines
1: yeah I think it's running scared
0: okay that movie though is in the 48 see because after 48 hours they made a bunch of them and that's in that movie because that that's funny ish yeah. but that action is playing for keeps the difference is in those movies. Like you said, people, you believe somebody could actually die and and be real.
1: Yes. And I think they should bring that back. You know, I really like that. Midnight Run, another fire one. Yes. That would be a cool remake. And also another thing I was talking to my buddy about is like the naked guns of the world where it's like super funny slapstick, but the performances are dead serious. Like, yes. I forgot the guy's name, Lee, Lee, and uh, uh, Leeson, uh, Ah. Leslie Nielsen, Leslie Nielsen, Leslie Nielsen was so good at that. Just playing like super serious. He would say the most ridiculous things, but he meant it. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I think they need to bring back as well. There's so much, I don't know, so Uh, much stuff that I wish that,
0: how sick would it, how sick would it be to do a naked gun airplane? Deadly, oh. deadly serious at the same time, completely ridiculous in a hospital. Like, I want to do Grays and well, the Children's Hospital, which is one of my Children's favorite things. Children's was
1: funny as hell, man. It was like that, too. Right? It was like,
0: yeah. But, you know, most it's a niche thing that the people who know it know it, but not many people know it.
1: Yeah, they, they. I feel like they, did, they had a limited audience, you know? And there were webisodes, so they were like short. That's
0: right. There were webisodes, that's exactly. Yeah. So if you're listening listeners, the um, Children's, Children's Hospital, Hospital. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, so funny. So funny. How is there not a, well, it's, it's the Super Troopers thing again. It's like, why has that not been a movie? I would be in it in two seconds as the McDreamy character.
1: He would crush you would literally crush in something like that. As,
0: a, as the doctor who's just a buffoon. Yeah. Oh my god! The I would 100%. Love that. I need to get back on that. I need to. I need to figure that one out. God, that's so funny.
1: Um, that Rob, Rob Corddry. Rob Corddry was he? he Rob, I think he. Yes. He did that. Yeah. So good, David Wayne, another oh. great director, comedic director.
0: Everybody in that was was a stud, Well, not everyone. At this time of year, if you're huddled up indoors, you're looking out the window and wishing the sun was out, you can do some fun things out and about. I know where you need to go. I know where you need to go. You need to say goodbye to winter and the winter blues and visit sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. The weather in Scottsdale gives you so many different options of things to do indoors, outdoors. It's the golfing capital of the world, first of all. It's got 200 area courses. You can hike the Sonoran Desert, which is brilliantly beautiful. You could take a thrilling hot air balloon ride. When you're done, enjoy a meal at one of the many world-class celebrity chef restaurants. You can choose from one of over 70 resorts and hotels with heated pools, luxury spas, and you don't miss out on incredible upcoming events like the classic car auction, Barrett Jackson, the WM Phoenix Open for you golf lovers. I know I want to go get in that stand for that par three at the uh, WM Phoenix Open. That's one of the greatest things you can do in golf. They also have the yearly Arabian horse show and Cactus League spring training. Hello, for baseball fans, my Dodgers are there. It's one of my great trips I get to do. So make the most out of winter by escaping to Scottsdale's slice of paradise. Plan your trip at experiencescottsdale.com. It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor.
1: Find
2: a location or schedule now at avera.org slash colon.
0: Um, what uh, tell me? Are you a big sports person? Do you because we're right in the middle of baseball, baseball season. The Dodgers are about as we record this. My Dodgers are about to gat choke again. It looks like. Um, do you follow sports like I do, or are you, are you ambivalent?
1: I I follow uh, a classic black sport, uh, basketball, and, um, and then I watch highlights of yeah everything else. I watch highlights of football. Highlights of uh, baseball. I used to be a huge baseball Dodger fan. Yep. Uh, and then as I got older, I just kind of grew out of it. When I realized I was never going to be a baseball player, and I kind of just floated over to basketball.
0: Wait, so does that mean that you thought you were going to be a basketball player? And he, I thought I had a better chance at it because <laughs> I could dunk. I could dunk, and no I was just way. like, "All right. right, okay, that's
1: not Duncan." And yes, yeah. that's not, it's not true. Um. It takes skill as well. And I didn't have Duncan. That. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man. I was one of those guys you could just pass. I'd be right under the, the basket and just Think. How tall are you? Not that tall. I was like six, like six two. Dude. Hops. Yeah. yeah, I had some I had some hops. I had some boosties for a long time, too. I don't think I can do it anymore, but well, time,
0: when was the last time you tried to dunk?
1: Last time I grabbed Rim was probably a month ago, just right. to see if I could do it, yeah. But I stretched first.
0: And listen, and grabbing <laughs> rim is not the same as dunking, as you know, right? Not at all.
1: Not mm-hmm. at all. Not at all. I don't. I just that's why I don't even
0: know. I don't, yeah. I wouldn't even because if I got hung and like hurt my back, no, I no, would no, be no. so mad at myself. Again, it kind of there's a theme developing here. It's like uh, there's an age. <laughs> there's an age at which you know skateboarding is actual transportation shouldn't got to move on dunking. Got to move. Do you remember how insane it was when Spud Webb arrived on the scene and would dunk? Do you remember how insane that was?
1: Yes. It was madness like that. I was like, that is, that's a baby dunking.
0: Like that is crazy. And no one's done it since of his, of his height. Nobody.
1: I, I just couldn't, I thought it was fake.
0: Like that yes. dude, was he
1: in um, the Jordan documentary? No. no, I don't, no. I
0: don't think he was. Again, there was another,
1: like, there was like a little guy that was in it, but it wasn't him.
0: That was the era that I had four seats to the Lakers. And, and so I got to see all of them. Dominique Wilkins. It is, is, I mean, that guy was an unbelievable dunker, unbelievable acrobat. It's
1: floor seats back then?
0: For, for all of Showtime. Yeah, I was, I, I was super spoiled. Wow. I, saw, that is... I saw it at all. I um, mean, traveled with the team just
1: imagine i hope they i hope they invent some type of tech to where you can go back to your own memories and like rewatch oh. it like it's the first time you watched it and then for a price you could let you could get paid to let people
0: join you and see it through your eyes oh i love that that would be fired. Come on into my memory. We will go to Detroit game six against the bad boys with magic and the gang. And then party with Jack Nicholson in his broom closet at halftime. <laughs> broom closet. Yes. Getting Jack's broom closet. Jack, baby. Jack had a broom closet in every arena. He did. Pretty much. I once uh, had a, where uh, we were at something, I want to feel like, it was like the Academy Awards, Governor's Ball afterwards, and he had been nominated and and lost, and we were talking about. He said, "Kid, I've always known when I was gonna lose, and I've always known when I was gonna win." And and I said, "What's your what's your scene with this with the Oscars?" He goes, "My only thing is, I always come the day before to figure out where to park." <laughs> she made me, she made me laugh.
1: <laughs> what a weird thing to do. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, right?
0: But. Everybody else is out there waiting. The valet waiting for two hours. Oh. Jack's already back up at Mulholland getting his freak on.
1: Jack is. The, has he done anything since? Um, what was that movie he did? Departed.
0: Wow. He might have done something since Departed, but he's 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 retired.
1: Yeah oh, man I thought he was like doing the you know the thing that actors do which is like retiring but that dude really went away
0: I think he meant it yeah cuz he he stopped going to Laker games for a long time he he was back he he he's been to a few of them this year but yeah I think he 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 went went away I've heard there might be some health stuff and I hope that's not true Oh I hope that's not true Yeah either. me too cuz he I mean he's there's nobody when they used to cut to him on the scoreboard
1: Oh yeah, it was great. And his hair got crazier and crazier throughout the uh throughout the quarters. He just looked like this man is going through it, especially when they were being when they were being terrible. I think that was like one of the reasons why he stopped going to the games, right? N-
0: nobody uh. should have to suffer too much Nick Van Exel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In Nick's defense, he wasn't that. No, he, he was, was actually really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was talented. It was just that combo. It was, yeah. Um, but I, they just didn't have enough power. They didn't have enough power, man. I feel like they got a good chance this year. Yeah, yeah. me
0: too. If AD can be healthy. I had Jeannie Buss on the podcast. Oh, you did? Yeah, and she was great. She was fantastic. Did you watch um, uh, Showtime, the the HBO show? No, oh, you no. were, my, oh, that, oh, The just got canceled over. Oh it's so good. You, you have to watch it immediately. It's unbelievable. Why did they cancel? Why? What was the What was the reason behind it? Super, like, it... super expensive. When you see it, you'll oh, okay. see. It. I think it was fifteen million an episode. Okay. And you know didn't Absolutely. and didn't catch on. It didn't. Yeah, yeah. But if you're at all interested in this, you're going to lose oh. your mind. It's
1: so it's good. Like Two seasons, right? And yeah. then the the fact that they're I they heard that they are ending it on the Lakers losing. To the
0: Celtics. That's yeah, that's not how you want to end it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But at least come on, just give us a couple of episodes where we are the victors.
0: Um, it's sick. It's the greatest. It looks I have to see it. It's the closest thing to living it. I yeah. mean, it really it feels like you're you're in that era. It's it's the production design, the the direction, the way you believe it's really happening. This the kid who plays magic you like like, really? that's, that's magic. You like, you think it's him. My, uh, I think my buddy
1: plays, um, Norm Nixon. Norm Nixon. Norm Nixon. He's married to Debbie Allen. Yes. Married to Debbie Allen, Norm Nixon. His son plays him in that show. Oh, and that's cool. Really too. Yeah. And I grew up with that kid
2: too, so.
3: Learn more at slash podcast 25
0: Tell me about what you're cooking up with King Batch. Love oh. him. Oh, love him. So, he did he did yeah. the podcast as yeah. well.
1: So, he and I, I met him years ago. So, I used to go to this place where so I used to do like flipping and stuff. We used to like do like martial arts and like there's this thing called tricking which is basically a combination of gymnastics and martial arts. It's the kind of stuff that they that they do the fight scenes in the Marvel movies like where like they're doing like flip kicks and stuff like that. Yeah, so I yeah. went there to learn how to do that because I was just obsessed with I've always been obsessed with martial arts. And so I go there and Batches there and work cool with each other like doing flips and and then I don't see him for years and then he blows up on Vine. And then we wind up seeing each other again. And he's like, you don't remember me, do you? And I'm like, from, yeah, from, you're from the vines and stuff. He's like, dude, we went, we used to flip together. I was like, and it just was like, oh man. And so we've been buddies ever since we do stand up together sometimes. And we, and I uh, came up with this idea for a potential comic book slash movie to do and pitched it to him. He really liked it. And now we're actually having it made. And so that's what we're doing together. Is we're create we, cre- we created a graphic novel.
0: That's well, the, it's super interesting and funny because when I we were talking about what he was up to, he was talking about something he was super excited about that's based on a yeah. comic, and I was like, "Tell me more." Tell me more. He was ve- he was being very circumspect. He was being yeah. very like you know like playing his cards close. To his yeah, desk. I mean you know
1: we you always have to be like that because you know yeah. anything can just fall through the cracks at any moment, but. We're getting some real good, um, you know, some really good headway right now with the whole project. We got really good, um, animators, I mean, illustrators and, and, and comic book writers on, on it right now, which is really cool. I had written a script initially because I didn't know how to write a comic book, but I wanted to write one. And so I just gave them what I had and they're just taking it and revamping it to however they want. And I think it's going to come out really, really well.
0: Um, I love you, a new girl too. I love new girl. It's such a um, a, an evergreen. You know, it's 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 like it's a little bit. I love those shows that just refuse to go away. Nor should they. Where mm-hmm. a, a new generation just discovers them, and discovers them, and reclaims them, and like it's, it's as relevant today as it was when it was on the air.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a very interesting kind of uh, phenomenon. I've never been. Uh, a part of anything like that where you know you keep getting new fans right um, I, I do stand up all the time and like half the crowd are new girl fans and so now i've been doing this thing where i do kind of like a q and a in the middle of my actual set and it's it's actually really fun and i've gotten a lot more material just like telling stories behind the scenes stories about certain episodes um, so it's like it's not only help. It's not only giving them what they want, but it's actually helping me build, you know, more of my set.
0: I had the same experience. I do a one man show, and if I if I had the balls to say it was comedy, I would because that's really what it is. It's my version of of stand up, and I do a Q and A, Q&A, and inevitably somebody asks you something insane, and you answer it, and you go, "Wait, that should be in the actual show."
1: Yeah. So, w- how long have you been doing your one man show? Well, two questions: How long have you been doing it? And then I heard that's one of like the hardest things to do is a one man show.
0: It it wouldn't be for you because it's it really is a natural extension of of what you're already doing. It's it's right. t- telling stories, a narrative, and I think the people who think who think it's hard are people who can't or are scared to anchor a show with just them speaking and
1: telling right. stories. Right. 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 But I mean, I think my, the thing that would be not daunting for me, but like what would be difficult is like having that, that narrative, like telling that story, is it, you know, it's chron- in chronological order. What stories do you keep? What stories do you leave out? You know, like, like how, how is that? That's you know, the fun, that's, but
0: it's no different I than know. your set. It's no different yeah, than what your set. set
1: is a little more random than that. I don't have like a it doesn't crescendo. I mean, comedically it does. Right. But it doesn't necessarily like have a through line like I think a one-man show would have, right?
0: Well, mine, mine yeah, it, it does have, a, it actually, it does have a through line. And that's true. It, it, it's it, it. There's a, that's the fun of it. You know, I always look at it. It's like putting together an album. Like I go, mm. I go, do I lead with a up-tempo song? I feel like there are too many, hit, like, like radio singles. I mean, it's, I'm talking like I'm, 70 years old and the radio still exists. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, are there too many mid-tempo ballads? Do I open with a ballad? Do I close with a ballad? And that's that's sort yeah. of the way you build it. I you know. know. I mean, I,
1: I think that's great. I think that's kind of what I do with stand-up, you know.
0: What's the craziest uh, question that they've asked you? Do you remember anyone in particular?
1: They haven't necessarily asked me crazy questions. They've just, like, they've asked me about, um, you know, like what was my favorite episode, and I'd be like, "That's the Prince episode." Yeah. and then I went, I went, and I told kind of the behind the scenes of how that came about. I don't think I can tell it here because it's there's some details in there that are I don't know I don't know if they're they're PC enough for.
0: No, come on, we tell everything. You got to tell me. I mean, I I gotta no. hear about Prince. Come on. I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's this, the story that I tell yeah. is not the story that most of my cast may, members have said, you know, how, how he started, um, doing the show, how he was on the show.
0: Okay. I
1: can't, I I, can't, I just think about this and I'm going to, I'm going to get people in trouble. I,
0: I, I, under, I under, understood. I, cause I hear, it's, I, a it's a very famous episode and getting him to do it was an unbelievable process from what I've heard. Oh, getting him to do the to show up. Will one? he show up? When will he show up? How will he show? I mean, he's never he was never until I saw Prince conservatively ten times. And really? he was usually at least an hour late. At least. Yeah, so he shot
1: the um, the show with us. And after the show, I think it was like 4 in the morning, he was like, you want to come back to the house? We were like, for what? He's like, yeah, we're gonna have a jam session. We're like, a jam? you're gonna have a jam? It's 4 o'clock in the morning, dude. He's like, come on, come and 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 we all turned him down. We were all exhausted. And I was just like, even if it were to go over there, like, he was saying like we can sleep over there. And I'm just like... I don't have a change of clothes. I don't want to have to borrow Prince's clothes to go home in, you know, like <laughs> going home in like some leather pants and some heels. <laughs> My wife's like, why are you dressed like that? I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Um, so we declined going. And then like two weeks later, he passed away. Or like, it was like some like quick, like he passed away and I, I, I sit with that. I'm just like, damn, we could have literally hung out with Prince in his element. And we li- and we were all just like rather go to bed.
0: It's ridiculous. When, when people ask you what it's like to star on a successful TV series, that's your story. That's that it. is that is the story. You're like, for I I don't sure. want to say that we work hard or we get exhausted, but Prince asked Jam and we were too tired to do it. We're too tired to go,
1: man. All of us too. It was terrible.
0: So good. Well, again, thanks sure. for for coming on. I'm I'm psyched for for the Raid the Cage. Um, it's uh, October 13th. Oh, it's coming up, man. It's like, okay. it's upon us.
4: It's
0: like, yes. Yes. If you have any more Air, uh, Air Jordans, you need to call me and I, because I'm really good at trivia and I want those sho- <laughs> shoes. I And all I would do is go in and take them. So I would get out of the cage. Yes, you would get
1: out. It would just be, it's like, that's all I need. Oh, I, got I, I
0: got what I came for. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, man. This is great. I really appreciate it.
1: Appreciate you, Rob. Appreciate
0: you, man. Well, I'm going to take my skateboard and um, head on off now, or or maybe my segue. At least I know uh, I've gotten uh, Damon's okay to continue to wear my high tops. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day, is being able to be cool and relevant. As you know, that's all I care about. Ring, ring. what's that? Ooh, it's the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey,
4: Rob, my name is Dawn Rothschmidt, And I am actually in Dayton, from Dayton, just like you. And I work for the Dayton Playhouse. And I've heard for many, many years that that is a place where you did theater when you lived here as a kid. And my question to you is, is that what made you love doing theater and performing? Or was it something that you had before you hit the stage? Um, we have a lot of people come into our theater for the first time to do shows. And one of the things I always think about is, are they the next famous person from Dayton, like Rob Lowe or, you know, any of the Sheens or anything like that? So that's my question. Um, did your experience in a the community theater help move you forward into the career that you have? Thanks. We love you here. Take care. Bye.
0: Wow. Dawn, I cannot tell you the Dayton Playhouse changed my life. Uh, that was where my mom and dad brought me when I was eight years old to see Oliver. And I guess they must've had a friend who was in it. And there were kids my age on stage playing, you know, the the young pickpockets, you know, in Oliver. And I had a total vision epiphany, like the kind that would be a caricature or a cliche in a movie, like with a clouds part, and you're struck by lightning, and you hear "oh" and harps play. I had that. I had that. I had it in the Dayton Playhouse, and I knew that that is what I wanted to do. And you know, had all of the the ignorance that you know that did you know I didn't know what the odds were. I didn't know any of that. I didn't have any of that to worry about. I just knew it's what I wanted to do. And I walked out in the lobby and there was a a sign up for a children's acting workshop. And I asked my parents if I could do it. I was eight and they let me do it. And I never looked back. I never looked back. I always knew it's what where my life was headed. And everything I did from that point on was in service of, Having that career, everything. Um, so I was blessed to know what I wanted to do with my life from 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 that moment. Um, and I'm glad here Dayton Playhouse is still going strong. It was out on Third Street um, when I was going to it. I did a bunch of bunch of shows there. Wizard of Oz. We did The Hobbit. Um, I did not get Winthrop in The Music Man. I didn't. The first big audition I wanted and didn't get it. Um, I remember that to this day. Uh, anyway, that that was, what, what, what a gift for you to reach out to me. Um, please give my love to everybody there. Thanks for listening. We have more cool stuff coming up next week on Literally. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe,
1: produced by me, Nick Leo, with help from associate producer, Sarah Begar. Research by Alyssa Grawl, editing by Jaron Ferguson. Engineering and Mixing by Rich Garcia. Our executive producers are Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and myself for Team Coco, and Colin Anderson for Stitcher. Booking by Deirdre Dodd, music by Devin Bryant. Special thanks to Hidden City Studios.
3: Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind.